Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental well being topics. Today, we are speaking with Neil Blake, Program Coordinator for NAMI Cobb and longtime mental health advocate. Welcome, Neil. And can you please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Well, sure. I am um, with NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and we are uh, an organization that provides a, a number of services, primarily around education, support, and advocacy. And I got involved because I have a young adult son who has struggled with mental health issues most of his life. And then I also have a, a son who tragically died by suicide a few years ago. So that is how I got involved. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. And we're going to talk a little bit more about your personal experience in, in just a moment. So you mentioned NAMI and specifically NAMI Cobb and the resources. I am fortunate enough to be familiar, a little familiar with the organization, but for those who are not, what information and services does NAMI Cobb provide to families? Yeah, we provide services to families um, and also individuals who have a mental health condition of their own. So that's our, our primary audience are those people who, who, who either are caring for someone or who have a, a mental health condition of their own. And we have support groups. Um, all of our programs are offered at no cost to the participant. So we have uh, support groups that meet each week on Monday night and information is on the NAMI Cobb website, W www.namicob.org. Um, they're right now we're doing the support groups by Zoom. So um, we hope to resume um, a hybrid program actually uh, where we do uh, in-person and, and Zoom, uh, but that hasn't started yet. Right now we're strictly Zoom. So in addition to the weekly support groups, we have classes that, that have a structured curriculum um, on a variety of mental health subjects. Um, we look at the biology of the brain and how mental illness changes the biology of the brain, how treatments and medication help um, and work. And um, we do workshops on communication and empathy. And uh, we have those, those classes last for eight weeks. And we have two different ones, one for the family and caregivers and one for individuals who have a mental health diagnosis of their own. And the, the focus is different, but the content is, is very similar. Um, the participants who have a diagnosis will work on a psychiatric advance directive and identify triggers and relapse warnings. But from the family caregiver side, we, we look at similar things um, to be able to advocate and, uh, for our loved one and to assist them. So we have support groups, we have classes, and the third education tool that we have that, um, that doesn't get a whole lot of publicity, but we do a monthly mental health speaker series. And we have a variety of speakers on different mental health topics, and that is recorded as a webinar um, now. So uh, that's also on the, on the website. We also do training um, in education um, in schools and in civic 
organizations and with law enforcement. So education is a big part of what we do because we feel that the stigma around mental illness can be relieved um, primarily by education. You know, we, we talk about the stigma and um, one of the NAMI terms, I don't really remember who coined it, but she liked to call it stignorance, which is, 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 is simply the ignorance around some of the mental health conditions. And it's perpetuated sometimes in the media by, you know, movies and things that portray people with an illness in a less than flattering light. So we're, we try to combat that. I'm so glad that you brought that up. One of the three pillars of our mental health awareness campaign is to reduce stigma. And often people don't know exactly what that means or how to go about it. So I love that term, uh, stignorance. And, and it really sounds like just educating ourselves on the, the science behind the illness and understanding that mental health is one aspect of our overall health is a good way to reduce stigma. Exactly, exactly. So, well, thank you for all that um, NAMI Cobb does for our community. And am I correct, Neil, that it's all volunteer led? Yes, NAMI Cobb is strictly volunteer. Now at the state level, there's some paid people, but we operate a helpline. It's not a hotline. It is a helpline to connect people with resources. We do that by phone and by email, and that's staffed by volunteers. The facilitators who lead our support groups are trained, but they're volunteers, and they are people who have the lived experience. So if they're leading a family support group, they have the experience of caring for a loved one with a mental health condition. And if they're leading a peer support group, they have a mental health condition of their own and they're trained to facilitate the classes. So it brings a little bit different perspective than, than what you would get from a, you know, a therapist-led group or if you go to a hotline. Our helpline just helps you figure out which resources might work best in your situation. It's very individualized. Wow. Well, again, thank you. Thank you for all that you and the volunteers do to support all of our residents here in Cobb County. Neil, you mentioned in, in your introduction about the loss of your son. You lost your son to suicide three years ago, and you speak about prevention, suicide prevention and awareness. I have heard you actually before today speak about that. What awareness message would you like to share with our listeners today if they have someone in their lives that they are worried about or are concerned about what would you say to that person well i think the first thing i i would say if they're if they're worried don't be afraid to ask them if they are thinking of killing themselves um a lot of people hesitate to ask that question um it's it is a you know, a delicate question, but it, if you bring it out in the open, it's certainly um, a lot better than somebody struggling alone, because then they know there's somebody there to help them. And you won't put the thought in their mind, but you might let them get it out on the table and just say what's going on. So ask the question, encourage them to get help. Um, you know, that was the, the thing with my son. He, he was well aware of the help that was out there. He had watched his brother struggle and, and had seen, you know, the help that we had gotten for him, but he was terrified to go to a hospital. 
And so he hid it rather than saying, uh, we got him some treatment when we first found out when he was a young teen, um, but he was never in the hospital. And as he got older, he, he, he said to me, he said, you know, that'd be the last thing I'd want to do is to ever go to a hospital, which replayed in my mind after his death. I, I wonder, you know, if, if things might have been different, uh, but he just had... Um, I guess he caved to the lies that depression tells you, you know, that says you're going to be a burden to your family. You know, you're, you're never going to get over this. You might as well just end it. And I think that um, for him, it just seemed hopeless. So I would encourage people to get help. The help is out there. All you have to do is ask, you know, call NAMI um, or text the crisis helpline. That's 741741 and just let them know. If you want to be anonymous, that's the best way to do it. Just, you know, text someone. Thank you. Thank you, Neil, for your openness and transparency around this topic. and. Your comments remind me of um, another listener that we interviewed who sadly lost his son to suicide. Um, and he also talked about the, the ongoing, um, I think he used the term tape running in the person's brain that's telling them that they are a burden and that things are not going to ever get any better and that it really ends up being a loss of hope. And so he talked about the importance of reaching out, not just one time, but on a regular basis, because that tape is always running in that person's head. Absolutely. My, my um, other son that struggles with mental illness said that he, he has suicidal thoughts all the time, but he has now learned how to cope with them and to not act on those thoughts. But the thoughts don't go away, even with good treatment. Um, you know, at least for him, they haven't. So for some people, anyway, they don't go away. So um, just asking, he he appreciates being asked how he's feeling, how he's how he's doing. And he said, if you really want to help someone, um, go in and like do their dishes um, or you know, or a load of laundry for them. And he said that just helps so much when you're struggling with depression. Yeah, I mean. Not only is it a physical help, I would guess, but just that that person matters and their well-being matters, um, yes. which is what we're, we're all seeking um, in some way, shape, or form. Well, Neil, mental health is um, not a new topic, yet the pandemic has brought to light truly how many people struggle with their mental health on a uh, quote unquote, regular basis, and then also in light of what we have experienced as a country and indeed as a globe. Do you have any thoughts or observations about that? Do you think perhaps that that might be one small silver lining of what we've gone through in terms of the pandemic, that it has raised the awareness of issues of depression and anxiety? Well, you're right. It certainly has has raised the awareness, and um, you know, I hate that it took a pandemic to do it, but I'm really glad um, here here in Cobb County we have a mental health court for people who have committed a crime based on their illness, and that has raised awareness. But it seems really sad that it 
you either have to commit a felony to, to, to get some help or it takes a pandemic to raise awareness. It seems that we, we go to these extremes before we talk about things. Um, but we have seen a lot of people who have been in recovery for a number of years with a mental health condition have relapsed during this pandemic. The isolation is particularly hard and, um, you know, it's hard for all of us, but particularly if you already live with a mental health condition, uh, it's just, you know, it could be overwhelming. So we've seen a lot of relapse. We've seen a lot of new people joining our support groups and um, reaching out for help, which is good. The, um, the, I teach a class uh, for caregivers that's ending tomorrow night. Uh, it's been an eight-week course, and that class um, filled to the maximum of 21 people within just a few hours of registration opening. I've already got a waiting list of people who want to take the class when we next offer it. So the demand is definitely higher. Awareness is higher. Demand is higher. And um, I think technology has been bad and good that we've had to go virtual. Um, people don't have to travel. So for people with depression uh, that just really don't have the energy to be able to leave their house, they can still get some support remotely, you know, where they are, which that has been a benefit. But also some people with mental health conditions are a little bit distrustful of technology. Um, particularly if paranoia is a feature of their mental illness. And so they don't want to get on a virtual platform at all. Um, and they're, you know, so, so we've seen both sides of that coin as well. Yes. Like so many uh, wonderful organizations, you have to work hard to meet people where they are. And um, hopefully with uh, improved public health conditions, you'll be able to resume well, and you said it's um, a, um, a hybrid approach to start until we can all safely convene again. So um, switching gears just slightly, Neil, before we wrap up, you mentioned the classes and training that you do in partnership with law enforcement. And we know that a large number of uh, calls to law enforcement agencies have a mental health um, issue or, or component to them. And so could you just talk about that and how what NAMI Cobb and what Neil Blake um, in partnership with our law enforcement agencies, what those training and those classes help to help to do and, and help to educate? Well, the class that I've been most involved with is a 40-hour mental health course for law enforcement. And it's a, it's a partnership between the Georgia Department of Public Safety and the Department of Behavioral Health and Disability and NAMI as advocates. Um, and it's been in existence for quite some time. But when, the, when I first started working with the classes, which has probably been eight to 10 years ago, um, I, I lose track of the time, but somewhere in that time frame, um, it seemed that most of the attendees were law enforcement officers who were told by their superiors that they needed this course. And so they had to go to it. And then 40 hours is a big commitment. But as it has evolved, and I think as awareness has, has, has broadened and as public attention has been focused to so many unfortunate um, incidents involving law enforcement and people with mental illness, 
that um, that now the classes are filling up very quickly. And the last class that I worked with was 100% participation that was voluntary. Nobody was voluntold to go to it. So um, that has been wonderful. The um, curriculum is, is all the different mental health topics and de-escalation techniques, how to communicate with someone when they're in a mental health crisis from a law enforcement standpoint. And um, the participants, the law enforcement officers that go, um, th th they really have high compliments, a high praise for this class. They say it's one of the most useful classes they take. Um, we also arrange for them to interact with families and with, with individuals who have a mental health condition so they can ask them, you know, point blank, what would help you? Mm -hmm. So it, it's a wonderful partnership and I enjoy it um, immensely. Well, we're, we're thankful for that, um, for sure, as we see that become an issue um, more and more in, in instances where citizens and residents are interacting with law enforcement and anything that we can all do together to mitigate those situations or address those situations in the most helpful way possible is, is all good. Well, Neil, our time is drawing to an end. I wanna thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us. Most importantly, I wanna thank you for the courage and transparency in sharing your family's story with us. We encourage our listeners to visit NAMI Cobb today to learn more about the organization and all of the programs and resources that NAMI Cobb offers. And don't forget about the helpline that Neil mentioned as well. We wish everyone good mental health and remind you to mind your mind.